for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome to the show. Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of Domestic Pints Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. Uh, joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts, Tom. Hey, how's it going today? Alex. Hey there. And rejoining us, a special guest from our prior Stouts episode. Say hello again to Steve. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. This is going to be great. Awesome stuff. It's nice hello to have you back. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, if you haven't, of course, listened to that Stout episode with Steve last time, please uh, listen to it. It was a lot of fun. And we're excited to get to some beers today. But before we do, of course, our usual shout outs. Um, again, domesticpintsonly at Gmail. Reach out to us. Hit us up. We want to hear from you. And we have a few friends and family and folks in our orbit who are interested and are potentially wanting to get on the pod or, and are offering a lot of really good feedback and advice. So if you're listening along, please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. And of course, social media wise, we're publishing stuff. Check us out um, on Twitter at Domestic Pints. Um, we're posting episode uh, notifications on there. We're also posting stuff on, mostly on our Instagram at Domestic Pints Only. We also have a TikTok at Domestic Pints Only. I'm going to get some content up there. I've got a couple of things, but we'll see. Uh, check us out there. Um, and yeah, um, I just also want to mention we're available um, on a lot of podcast networks, mostly through Spotify. A lot of us, you listen to us through Spotify, but I also want to point out we're also on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an iPhone like myself, you probably do a lot of your podcast listening through Apple. If you are on Apple, I would recommend please give us ratings. Please give us like five stars. That really helps to boost us up the uh, yes. whatever the review. I'm going to be adamant on this every fucking episode. Review. <laughs> Yeah, like more ratings. I don't know much about the Apple podcast algorithm, but the more engagement, like reviews and ratings, it helps to like pu- pu- push us up the the charts and the algorithm. So yeah, it's really helped chance. like bring in international viewers and stuff. So please yeah, rate. last I checked, we have like a we have an, a listener from the UK. I have no idea who you are, but if you're listening Yo. from the UK, you're probably that yeah. person. So thank you so much. Oh, for wow. us. We really appreciate it. DM us right now. If you are listening to this, please reach out to us. I yeah, want to so know pl- how. How did you find this one and why do you want to listen to us? So if, if you get a bunch of UK, uh, UK viewership here, does that mean that we can include UK beers as part of the domestic part of domestic pints only? That'll be a special episode. Like domestic, I, I think domestic that should planet be. only. Yeah. We're Earth after all, so we can... I, 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 in fact, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this to you three guys here. That if you get, and you guys need to pick a number, if you get X number of listeners from the UK, you will do a special UK domestic pints only episode. Oh, As a Literally challenge like, to this I'm, UK I'm listener. Down. Certainly. Yeah. Any yeah. more than two, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Straight up. Wanna, we got one. I don't want to waste too we much time. But I do yeah. want to mention, of course, like if you do, if you if you, you do have if you do have negative feedback, um, don't don't rate that in the podcast rating. Just send us an email because, uh, you know, that affects our algorithm rankings. Like if you hate us that much, uh, we would appreciate you us not getting punished. So just like reach out to us privately, give your feedback, but please give us the five stars and everything because there might be people out there who do uh, want to hear from us and and do like us. So even if we're not your thing. Um, you know, that's fine, but there might be other audiences and people out there who might want to hear from us and like, like our content. So um, that would be best. All right. I'll shut up now. We've got an exciting episode. It's our first of many, hopefully our first brewery spotlight episode. So I'll yes. open the floor to Alex and Steve. This is in their neighborhood, in their ballpark. What are we talking about today? 
So we're going to be reviewing three of the top beers from Cold Garden Brewery. Um, we've already experienced one beer um, being the Vanilla Porter um, from Cold Garden as well. I, I believe John gave that a 10 in a previous No episode. way. So um, the stakes are already high, I think. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited to try this one out. Um, I think everyone was quite keen when they were able to get their hands on it. But um, just to run through, and I'll, I'll pass it off to Steve after um, giving a brief overview, and then maybe he can just elaborate on kind of his experience there. I know Tom's been there as well, too. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very unique spot. It was one of the first microbreweries in Calgary. Um, it's expanded significantly. It has, it has like a cult-like following at this point. But um, essentially, Cold Garden took a former powder coating and welding shop in in the neighborhood of Inglewood in Calgary and turned it into a 5,000 square foot brewery. Um, very unique on the inside. They have like uh, styrofoam pool noodles for insulation on their glycol lines. Um, their beer taps are covered in fake grass. Um, they have a bunch of like thrift store furniture that you can sit on. Um, there's a clothing rack with it actually has thrift store finds that they wash and then silkscreen with the Cold Garden logo. So their merch is actually used merch, which, which is kind of neat. That seems um, fitting for place, yeah. And then um, just one of the brewers really likes fake gold things. So there's uh, there's gold, gold glitter in the floor cracks. Um, their whole draft beer system hangs from the roof by gold chains. There's a giant uh, gold and shiny lawn gnome that hangs from the ceiling. And um, one of the most unique things about it, and one reason that I go a lot, is they allow dogs indoors, which is very cool. So you can bring Superior. your pet, it's not allowed on the furniture. And then um, outside is all like, it's fully winterized at this point too. Like they have, um, especially during COVID to keep kind of numbers up and, uh, and support their business. They, um, they set up a bunch of outdoor fire pits and they change, they, they call it changing the cologne when they use different types of firewood. So the, the cologne for cold garden, when I went to pick up these beers was cedar. So it smelled really good from like a mile away. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, Phenomenal. with that, I'm um, pretty excited to try these beers. But um, Steve, any any uh, notable things? Oh that I man, missed? well, uh, you know, you mentioned every, like a lot of things. I was going to mention the dog thing is super cool. Uh, you know, the whole Inglewood neighborhood is kind of undergoing this this revitalization in Calgary here, and, and there's there's quite a bit of a component that's around craft breweries. And so Cold Garden, there's another one that's right in the same parking lot, old beautiful, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Uh, I don't know. For me, Cold Garden was, was one of those. This is this is awesome. This isn't this isn't Big Rock. This isn't Wild Rose, which kind of became the, the Calgary staples around here. And then Cold Garden, you have this kind of new concept. And 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 Alex mentioned the five thousand square foot in there. Um, you know, you go to a lot of these these uh, craft brews, micro brews, and everything's kind of in the back, and you can sort of see it. And they kind of fancy and glitz up the the customer facing area, and you you get this you know really nice and pristine area. But the cool thing with Cold Garden is basically the whole 5,000 square feet is like wide open. Yeah. You're sitting inside the brewery. You're sitting inside the brewery. You're totally surrounded by, by the kilns and everything. And it's just, just awesome in there. Um, it's, it's this funky color scheme going on. The dog element is neat. No two tables are alike from my recollection. You know, there's, there's some of the old, old, uh, long benches and tables. And then also these little intimate two table places, old furniture you know beat up you don't really care if you spill a beer on it. i don't think they do either yeah there, there's one seat that i stayed in last time i don't know if it was an airline seat or a seat from the back of a van but i'm pretty sure it was one or the other it had the armrest everything there's a little pocket that i could use and stuff yeah yeah Ooh. like you, I, I don't know it's like 
I hope this isn't unfair to Cole Garden, but I mean this in a super cool way. It's like sitting in a 5,000 square foot back of someone's like 70s or 80s vintage van. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, that. A, like a boogie van. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's got that oh, kind cool. of a vibe, which is super cool. Yeah. You expect there to be like a water bed in there somewhere almost. <laughs> well, and then there's the, the, the bar itself is like enormous, long, along one of the walls and, uh, you know, great affordability, super cheap. Yeah. Every pint there is $5 and like even the uh, fourth flat. box for four craft beers that are fantastic. So, but if you go a full 20, 20 on pint, five bucks, doesn't matter which one it is. And I think that's a very unique selling point compared to a lot of the ones that are out there now. Um, the other cool thing, and then we can, we can crack open the beer and starting to get excited here, but um, they had no food at first, just because that was kind of the health regulations to allow dogs. They've kind of expanded it to snacks by donation. And then they have this concept where you can just like order Domino's to your table. You just call and get it dropped off at the brewery. So you can just like, they don't need to, they don't need to serve their own food. You can just order whatever you want. I so like places a, like that. That's pretty cool, cool concept. Yeah. But yeah, why don't we kick things off? The, uh, the first one we have is called the uh, East Calgary Lager. Um, so this one is a 5.2% ABV, 27 IBU. Um, it's a Vienna lager. Um, so Cold Garden's description is uh, East Calgary Lager is a Vienna lager with a crisp conventional base. The beer is focused around a toasted malt center and whispers of floral hot flavor and aroma, which parlay into a slight malt sweetness that joins the party at the end. This is a lager that rolls with some flavor to it. It can be a gateway beer for the craft averse or a crushable craft lager for the aficionado who needs to come down off a Humalone high. And uh, we had to Google what Humalone meant, so maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> That's the kind of podcast we are, folks. We're not a, we're not a, we're not a very loquacious pod. We're, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stoke Steve had to turn into scientist Steve here. Nice. But uh, yeah, why, why don't you so why don't you talk about that and then we can get into the ratings and stuff. What the humans? Yeah, let's do oh, it. Oh sure, put the guest on the spot. Yeah, here. so I, I well uh, well Steve digs that up. Um, this beer it's got a three point eight on Beer Advocate and a three point five on Untapped, so scores pretty well from a uh, from people that um, are pretty critical towards beers. But um, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so the cool thing is, you know, I guess so. We don't know everything there is to know about beer. It's kind of cool that we're learning along with this. We saw this word humor. What is this? And discovered it's like one of the five alpha acids that you that you use in uh in malting and and it adds uh adds bitterness nice i'm looking forward to this like i it, honestly i think the last sentence of their description is like craft averse or a crushable craft lager like those are kind of two yeah. things that probably describe me so crushable i like crushable yeah, yeah uh, crushable like really Tom, any, kinda... any notable pieces that you want to mention from the brewery or should we just get right into the can here I was going to just get right into the can here. I kind of like how they put this. Um, I just kind of noticed this right off the hop. I kind of made me to jump the gun, but there's another weird side effect of this pandemic is we had to excess capacity for the first time in our history. So we rushed into cans series. I thought that was kind of cool, Alex. I think you mentioned that this is like really the first time that they've had cans. Oh, really? So they formally do yeah. models, I guess? Yeah, so they don't really, yeah. they never really had to focus on off sales outside of growlers. Like this, this beer is on tap at dozens of places in the Calgary area. They've never had oversupply because quite honestly, the brewery's always full. But um, at the beginning of COVID, they were selling kegs. Like you get a keg of even cider, which is like more expensive than beer. Like you get a pony keg of that for a hundred, just over a hundred dollars. Like it's, uh, 
but now they uh, they have this can series. One thing I'll note is this: the bridge actually on the front of this can is the bridge leading into Inglewood. It's the Ninth Avenue Bridge. Oh, cool! Yeah. Yes, They're actually rebuilding this bridge because um, it's one of the oldest ones in Calgary, and they needed to to put in a more lanes, and it was also kind of structurally old. But um, that's gonna fall the apart. gateway to Inglewood in the brewery district. So, like, that's that's a plus for me on this can. And then I do like. Um, just that like I, I already talked about the the piece on the side like these are very simple cans but I do have to say it all kind of blends together it's got a bit of a label on it as well too so it is kind of a like a, uh, a peelable oh um, and I'm, I'm always a label peeler so this is yeah it's nice to fidget with oh yeah see and, and you know Tom it's so funny because so I've now had the opportunity to listen to the first few episodes of domestic pints only and in one of the episodes, you were commenting how you have a superstition where you like to like put your thumb in and dent the beer can. It's I'm, an old I'm drinking totally with game. You. This is this is something it's we an share. Old, it's an old drinking game I've been playing for years. Is why I do that. You dent the beer can. I'm totally guilty of this. I always do this the same thing. That yeah. and peeling and labels. And Alexander Keith's label is my favorite label peel. So I'm yeah. totally with you guys on these little habits. It definitely, and it differs that you can tell that that's your beer because you always know where to, like, you peel it off. Exactly, where, where you dent it. it relative to the mouth. That's how you know. Yeah, I'm always just to the right looking at the mouth. <laughs> anyhow. So, John, anyhow, what do you I, think of the label? Um, I think it's, uh, I mean, I, I have to admit, like a lot of the label, they're the way the labels are construct, constructed for this one and some of the other ones are very similar. So I'm not going to have a lot of wholly unique things to say. Um, um, for those of you listening, our previous episode, I believe it was, was last week, our Porter Week episode, I believe we, um, so that's when we talked about it. So it's constructed the same. Um, the preamble Alex gave earlier is, is printed on the can. I, I do love the way these cans are outlined. I love how they have kind of a little, quick little summary description. I like seeing um, whether it's in the craft scene or even in domestic scene as well, I like seeing a little description about kind of the, the context of the beer, flavor profile, a little bit of history or fun facts and stuff like that. Um, that's always appreciated. Um, I like the color of it. Um, the art style on the front's pretty cool. They have like, um, um, I don't know how I would describe the art style, but they have like, as you mentioned, I didn't know that was an actual bridge, but it says East Calgary. It's pointing in, I guess, into East Calgary. I don't know much about the geography of the area, but it's a cool bridge, kind of this vertical um, accented pathway and you see like the sun up top and it's got like this simple simplistic but really like colorful art design and I love how they have I mean I'm showing on camera our audience can't listen but they have um, for their kind of like flavor profile they have this like cross where they have like different icons and symbols so when you look at that you see like floral hops you see like bread and you see um, stuff like that and it's it's pretty cool how they do that it's like kind of a minimalist way to express that without adding a lot of words and verbiage into their can um, but I really like seeing um, really creative, interesting craft beer can design and bottle designs, but I really also appreciate just really overall well-presented uh, cans where information is conveyed in a really convenient and nice way. I think um, for those of you listening, our social media, we're trying to put up uh, pictures and images and stuff of the cans so that you guys can actually see them on your end. So we're like, wow, look at the color of this text and you're not at home just like blink blink, like what are they talking about? So um, we'll, we'll have the pictures of these up on social media so you'll be able to actually see what we're talking about. But yeah, I like it. It's a it's a cool can. I'm actually I'm gonna give my score. I'm gonna give it an eight. I think it's a really nice can. That's a good score there, John. I really like these cans. I like how it's 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 simplistic, but it's very efficient. And I think I said that about like the porter can as well. Mm -hmm. Like how it's really laid out. It's very simple, but I like it. Like I like how this like kind of like pastel blue 
it really looks kind of nice it's like aesthetically pleasing and like the, again the four quadrants of um, like the profile of taste on site i think that's really good to have i'm going to give this a 7.5 just because like i think you could have done a little bit more but it's very well done nice what do you think steve Oh, so I'm sitting here, I'm doing the label peel thing and the label's just like coming off like super, almost too easy. There's no challenge for me to sit and sit and tinker with while I'm drinking my beer. So that's, I think in the past I was, I was dissing on, you know, the, the label labeled can. So I better be consistent with that and remove a point or two, but you know, I, I think Alex's uh, seven and a half is a pretty, uh, pretty fair score. Yeah. 7.5 from all of us here, except John. So John likes us. Yeah. I think it's a cool can. I like the art on it. It's great. I pleasure. do like the blue that uh, that was mentioned as well. It's mm-hmm. a funky blue. Yeah, I like the pastel blue. It's really aesthetically yeah. pleasing. All so right. I, I'm intrigued. I've never had this this beer in can. I've only ever had it on tap at the brewery. So this is yeah. going to be an experience. Let's see how it tastes. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's count us down here. What, so, so I'm I'm describing every beer. Why doesn't someone else count us down? Okay, you ready? Yeah. One, three, two, one. Crack up. Oh, the yes. oh, Nice. That was pretty good. That wasn't bad. Wasn't nice smell to it. Yeah, very good aroma. Oh, yeah, wow. Smells like very, a lager. Very pleasant. Yeah, very pleasant, grassy um, lager smell. Ooh, a nice color let's, pour. It pours let's like see a, how it pours. Very oh, coppery, yeah. very, um, mm-hmm. very, almost very, dark, very brownish, almost. Which it is, is yeah, kind it's, of like a hazy color, too, which yeah. is Yeah, that's true. Kind of, uh, not it's got a head that sticks around for a bit. Very good smell. It has a, that malty smell to it, which is kind of yeah. nice, actually. This has like a more of like a darker yellow to me. My head, there was no head on my beer. Oh, see, I, my, I still have some. I, wow. I can hear mine. It's fun. Yeah. I'm drinking right now. I'm also looking at our notes. It's a 27 IBU. Yes, very, very late lager. Like, it, this tastes like a late beer almost. Oh, like, it's like a very fantastic. This tastes pretty good, I have to admit. This is kind of fits in my profile. This, this ex- tastes to me like... Oh, no, go ahead. I was just like, I was kind of surprised. I thought this was going to be very kind of like hoppy at one point, or you're going to be very malt forward at first. But this is like pretty like easy drinking. Yeah, I, this doesn't taste like a craft beer to me, which is actually a positive when writing this beer, I think. Like, it's exactly as described as a very crushable water. I, yeah, there's the crushability I think they're going to get. Good, good points on uh, sticking to as advertised. Very carbonated too, which I, I like. In a yep. Yeah, so carbonation level is nice pretty beer. good. I'd say for me, like I, I am, I am getting a lot of fairly a lot, a fairly good amount of malt, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the longer I like kind of that profile, it's not really? like too too heavy, but it's it's kind of like um like you could tell me I'm having like a light malt, and I'd be like, oh yes, because this is quite light in its flavor profile and its mouthfeel too. It doesn't feel very um mm. way down, and at five point two ABV. Um, it's fairly reasonable. It's it's not like overtly weak that you're gonna just like not feel much or like have to consume a lot. But like you, you it's a fairly like heavy in its alcohol volume relative to its IBU, which is kind of nice sometimes. It's nice not to just be overwhelmed by a very heavy beer that's just gonna like make you feel sluggish. Yeah, I, I'm. I have to say, I'm really enjoying this oh, beer. Man, this is good. I was. Talking, you know, this actually reminds me of. This actually reminds me slightly of old Milwaukee. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It does have to. a lot of those similar, like the flavor profile. I agree. Yeah, I say if you like old Milwaukee, I definitely would recommend this. That's that's mm-hmm. good that you brought that up too, because some of our audience, like I've got, a, I got some personal friends here in Ottawa who really like 
are into the craft scene and they're really excited to hear some of our episodes talking about craft beers. But like, depending on where you're located, like for our audience in Edmonton and Calgary, they won't know much about the beers and the breweries in Ottawa and, and same thing for me and my friends. So having that kind of what this beer tastes like relative to domestic beers is also, I think, kind of helpful for our audience. And yeah. if you think so, let us know, because I think a lot of people, they're like, oh, am I going to like this beer? Like it's a craft beer. But if you're like, oh, it tastes like a, like an old Milwaukee, it's like, oh, I know old Milwaukee. Like I could, I could really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to kick off the scoring. I've had a couple of sips here. I'm very satisfied. I'm going to give this an eight. I think this is a very good, solid beer. And yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight as well, Al, because this is, again, this is easy drinking. This fits, this is right in my ballpark. Steve, thoughts? Oh man, uh, taste, mouthfeel. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, I've noticed that the head is like completely gone on it. Yep. Which, mm-hmm. which means that uh, this is going to get pretty coppery if I let this sit out in the patio for too long. Which usually isn't a problem for me, but you never yeah. know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with an eight. I think that I think you guys have got that nailed. It's a pretty, pretty fair score. It's a safe bet. John, what do you I, think? I'm gonna give it. A, I don't. Want, I'm like, should I give it an eight and have the full four? I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Like, it's really great. Yeah. I really like, appreciate it, but um, I, I think it's it's a little mild. Like, I guess maybe I would have preferred it a little heavier. But at the same time, like, I think um, if you're out on like a hot patio, I'd imagine this beer would put it quite well. Like right now, I'm in my like, it's actually kind of warm here. Like, I'm in a relatively warmish environment. But um, I think sometimes like the, the environment you're drinking in can really help to really uh, bring out some of the the strong like flavors and, and the positive feelings, but it, it's good. I'm going to give it a 7.5 or five. I really like it. It's a, it's a tasty beer. Nice. So uh, given the fact that, um, I mean, Steve and I probably have some nostalgia. Tom has some mild nostalgia, but like given the fact minimal. that this isn't low. Yeah. Like a, a one time, like I feel like you'll have great nostalgia in the future going back to the, the, the bar I and everything. Wait. But, um, so we're going to, we're going to scrap that, um, rating and, um, in the spirit of uh, our analytics department, uh, our core motto is the system works. So uh, we're actually going to change that to a score out of 10 on likely to recommend or have again. So out of 10, how would you, how would you rate this beer in terms of like, would you tell someone like, Hey, this is an eight and I think you would like it. And I would have it again, like 10 being the, the highest on the scale being like, this is, this is excellent. And I will tell everyone I know that I love this beer versus like a, a five is like go home you're drunk type of beer <laughs> or less <laughs> if you really didn't like it <laughs> yeah. if you like got sick you're just like <laughs> i don't know i no, really I, like I mean, this beer i was going to yeah. kick off scoring if you don't mind al yeah absolutely go for it i'm going to say i want to give this a 7.5 i think this is for the ideal um like middle class fancy kind of drinker if you like just like this is crushable like it says on the can and that's like fits for me personally and i recommend it to people who are have the same kind of taste but if i think if you wanted more of like a like um john said like you wanted a more malt forward taste i think that's where you're going to be a little disappointed but i want to give it a 7.5 for recommendation so i think the way that i would describe this is like and I'm giving it the exact same score as Tom. So I'm going to give it a 7.5, but I think my rationale is like, so my dad doesn't drink any craft beer. Like he's like a Budweiser guy. He's like a yeah, Bud Light yeah. guy. If we went PBR. to Bull Garden, 
could have this beer and he would be totally fine with it and he would be happy with it. It wouldn't be like some hobby IPA. Um, I, I think this is just like a very easy beer to recommend to others. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a, it's a safe bet of a beer. So I'm going to give it a second point. Definitely agree with that. The safe bet. Oh, great. I'll go next. Um, Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, Sorry, well, so, you know, like, I think that the, the two of you are, are almost violating your own category here. I know. Because if the category is likely to recommend or have again, and it's crushable, mm-hmm. and I could drink yeah. this all bloody afternoon, um, I'm going to go with a nine on the likely oh, to have again. Because, oh, nice, nice. You know, like, so, so if you think about it, there's a lot of craft beers out there. You have one or two IPA, and then you're kind of going, well, I'm ready to switch to something different. But yeah. if I'm sitting out at the cold garden patio all afternoon and it's 30 degrees Saturday or Saturday in Calgary and yeah. this is nice and cold and I'm going to drink it all day, I think that fits the criteria for a nine. Nice. Nice. Nine. I'm, gl- I'm glad you gave it that score, Steve. I was 100% thinking very similarly. Um, I kind of look at it two ways. I'm thinking of also like the beer itself. Like, is it a quality beer, the flavor profile of the beer? And I'm also looking at, as Alex kind of alluded to, like what I recommended to someone, like it, the exterior audience of this beer. If if I was recommending it to like a, an audience that's very familiar with craft beer or an audience that like doesn't really drink craft beer. Like I think if you're less familiar with craft beers, um, this is a beer that could be very easily recommended. It's very crushable and it profiles similarly to a lot of lighter lagers and, and lagers that are already out there on the domestic scene. And it's quite tasty, quite crushable, even for the beer itself as a lager, it's got a lighter profile. Um, so it's not overly heavy, but it's got a lot of nice, nice, pleasant kind of coppery, malty taste to it. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. It's very recommendable. Nice. All right, on nice. John. Join, join like the club it. here. Hell yeah. I like it. That's good. I'm glad you guys rated it that way. So given given the way that you guys went with this, I'm giving this beer the modifier. I haven't had this in a long time. I I had a sip or two, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I shouldn't have been considering I've had it. But um, yeah, I'm giving it the the extra 0.5. It deserves it. So. Yep, I agree with you, Al. I'm going to give it the modifier as well. Nice. Uh, I, I'm actually not going to give it the modifier. I think it's a good beer. I gave it a nine for recommendation, but I, I just think um, I'm trying to game it out for this episode. I I, I don't know if if this is one I, I that deserves it over some of the other ones in this suite. But um, it's a fine logger on its own. It didn't really like do anything exciting and sex that really blew me away otherwise though even though it was quite good in its own way um just no modifier for me okay great yeah i you know john you and you and i are very similar tastes today because i was gonna say there's nothing really no compelling reason to give it a modifier but that's not a diss against the beer i i i am looking forward to going back to cold garden and slamming this down all afternoon Mm -hmm. (laughs) i agree yeah no worries that's why we like. That's why we like having you on the show, Steve, because you give a different <laughs> variable. I also oh, forgot man. to. Me- mm-hmm. I forgot to mention too. This we're recording on March twentieth, so right now, like at least here in Ottawa, we're finally getting our first stretch of like plus ten degree weather Celsius for the American folk. Um, by the time so nice this, it's going to be like early June, so you're already going to be on the patio. Like, oh, perfect! I can go get this. In- well, I mean, right people now. have been on the patio at Cold Garden when it was minus fifteen. Like, you can just <laughs> go whenever. It's great. Well, and, <laughs> and Alex mentioned it before, so they, you know, you know, these microbrews being being inventive uh, because they couldn't have indoor gatherings here. They were yeah. out. They had an outdoor patio that they they built and had you know wood chopping and keeping people warm, kind of for the yeah. For the early shoulder season here in Alberta to try and try and get people to be out and still be safe. So good on them. 
Yeah, and like since it's an old welding shop, like they basically just turn the entire front parking lot, and like when COVID's over, you can probably have an extra hundred people outside, like on a on a like weekend evening. Like it, uh, it's a great place. Cool, cool. All right. All right. So we're moving so, um, on to our next one. Yeah. So I tried to mix up the beers in terms of like, cause there's two that probably taste somewhat similar. So we're going to switch gears entirely. And the next one, um, we're moving into an IPA. Oh, so, yeah. um, this is the cold garden. This must be the IPA. Um, it's got a 69 IBU it's 6% Ooh. ABV. Um, and in terms of their description and cold garden likes to be kind of outside the box in their description, they just don't put like a nice tasting IPA. They, they wrote uh, a West coast, light bodied, hop forward, fruity IPA. One sip is like a citrusy fruit salad to the face, like making out with a cold pineapple on a hot day and like running naked oh. through the hop fields of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that, that's a visual, the cold, yeah. making out with a cold <laughs> yeah. pineapple on a hot day. Yeah. You can literally picture that. That's yeah. awesome. I thought that was really good. And I wanted to touch on about the 69 IBU and they put dot, 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 nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets me right off the bat. Sorry, Alex, I cut uh, you off. No, there. it's all good. I think that was that was a really good segue. Uh, in terms of the rest of it, they basically just said this beer could satisfy the alpha acid heads and the and the rookie swimmer who needs to give their toes a dip before jumping head first down the hot hole. Um, I, I do think a lot of their beers are are kind of mild tasting relative to other ones, so it is a nice sort of entry level IPA, I think. And then it uh, it says turn on, tune in, and hop out. Um, and this uh, this IPA was rated 3.9 on Beer Advocate and 3.8 on Untapped. So they're mentioning here the alpha acids again. This is going back to our humulones from mm-hmm. before. Like, you Q- got Q- it. The, uh, the more you know star. Exactly. <laughs> Knowledge is power. <laughs> so let's get into this can. What do you guys think? This is a very uh, interesting sort of uh, photo on the front. Well, so this goes to what you just read. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to give this one an eight. I want to just kick things off. I think this was a step better than the East Calgary Lager. I think there's a lot of good like humor in this. And I, I just also wanted to tell I kind of just found this out. Is that their phone number? is the last four digits as two six five three which spells out cold oh cool. Cool. That's cool there's nice. a lot of nuances that they have in this stuff like i mean you mentioned the 69 IP yeah like i thought that was priceless it, very personalized touches that you don't get with like domestic beers they tend to be just kind of yeah. placeholder just auto-generated some intern at some company just cranked it out this has a lot of little quirks and stuff like that which is cool to see love it yeah. nice um, so do we do, do we get to are we talking can we yeah. get to mention the what is going on in the can here relative to the description <laughs> you read yeah all right so as you recall alex read we were running naked through the hot fields of the pacific northwest well the the bridge that we so loved in the last can has been replaced by the a a naked man uh backside of a naked dude running through a hot field Kind of a visual going on here, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's fun. And then uh, John sort of mentioned the the crossing on the back that said what the components were, and now now the fruity uh, the fruit fruity uh, hops has now been replaced by that cold pineapple that we mentioned before. There's there's some uh, there's some fun little icons going on there. So yeah, 
there's like a pine with a pine cone. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a hop, um, and they have the 60, 69 IBU. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. And it makes honestly, if you're at a brewery, sometimes like with friends, like I've gone to breweries with with people just for social gatherings, and it's fun to have conversations around. And especially if you're buying like at least here in Ontario, I don't know if they call it differently else for like flights where you get like a bunch of samplers of different beers. It, it makes for fun conversation when you can really compare and stuff like that too. So it adds a little yeah. bit of a social element to the, the process as well. So um, I, I'm going to give this an 8.5. I just think the fact that there's no filter on these cans is actually interesting. I, I, I'm not a huge IPA fan. So my scores later on may not be the, the strongest. So I think I'll rate the can high and, uh, Maybe it'll even out of it later. 8.5 for me. I feel you're there, Alex. Um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it the same score as last time. I really like the can, like much like how I like the last can. I love just the overall general presentation and layout of Cold Guard. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to put some pictures on social media so you can see uh, what these look like. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I love the art style on it. It's like this man, you see the naked backside of him kind of like arms splayed out. Like he's like, uh, just really enjoying life entering. This looks like, um, some sort of like core, like, um, it's the hot field. Hedge maze. It's, it's, the hot field. Oh, it's a hot field. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and the it's name that this, this must be the IPA. I'm a big talking heads fan. It makes me think of like, this must be the place like home is where I want So that be. actually, I forgot to mention that in the, so in the brewery. When you walk in, there's a giant neon sign hanging from the ceiling saying, this must be the place. Nice. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to give it 8.5 just because of that. You've sold me. I'm changing my score. 8.5. 8.5 because they're Talking Heads fans. There we go. I'm easily well, I just realized that I never actually gave it a score after I was describing the can. And I'm going to I'm gonna go with the 8 just because it's tying together the whole iconography with the, uh, with the description. So I gave the last one a 7.5, but this one gets an 8 for just being more fun. Future craft breweries. If you put Talking Heads references in your beer, you're going to get a good score. Yeah. <laughs> That's we can, hard to we sell, can John. be bought. Yeah. All right, um, Steve, you want to count us down? Oh, I get the honor. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, three, two, one. Shout out Lovely. to the ASMR crew. Oh, yeah. oh ASMR. Sorry, sorry oh, ASMR. Beautiful smell. Oh, it's immediate. Very floral. Very. When I get when I get that really good wow. like, pineapple smell, my heart just swells in a good. <laughs> wow. like, the Grin, yeah. like the Grinch and the Grinch, where it's like the three. Oh sizes. yeah. It but not in like a white light in color. Yeah. It was instantaneous. Oh man, very nice smell to it. Uh, I'm very looking but, forward to this IPA. Is this our first IPA on the I feel the like show? me and John have the think. complete opposite taste in beer. This is why the system works. Because I'm just like, I don't really <laughs> want to drink this one. I'm such an <laughs> IPA. You're just like, yeah. do not want. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. Is this our first I'm, IPA on the show? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt no. it. The Keese was the first IPA. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. The Keese was the first That's not even an IPA, really, if you think about it. Yeah, but technically, it is. By modern standards, yeah, it's not really uh, considered. Um, This smells really good, though, like pleasantly. It does taste pretty good, too. I'm not going to lie. It's it's quite citrusy. I don't mind this for an IPA. Usually, I shy away from these beers, but this is quite drinkable. This is pretty good, and I'm the same way. Like, I'm not a... I'm not a what big IPA guy, and like this is drinkable to me. I think more. Yeah, recently, like I wouldn't go but, order an IPA at a bar. I'm sure, like never. Me, me and Tom got from the same cloth there. Like, um, yeah. But this is yeah, extremely hazy. It's it's almost like I would call it like translucent. Like it's definitely not yeah. see through. It's very foggy. 
Um, I was going to say this is kind of, but it's hazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say more or less, this is reminds me of a beer that I kind of sent out to you guys as a bonus beer. And it has a very, it has a very similar profile. And I was really surprised about it when I first tried it. And I was like, wow, this is actually, and I'm not by any means, not a fucking IPA kind of guy. And I was like, wow. It kind of turned me around, though. My, I told my brother about it, and he was like, what the fuck? Did you, like, grow a beard magically? <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying that for our DPO After Dark special, because I know you said the yeah. bonus one, so I'm excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, can see it. I gotta say, color-wise, yeah, as, as Alex alluded to, it's um, it's it's got some fairly... It's translucent, but it's got some opaqueness into it. It's kind of like... It looks very much like the prior lager, but a little bit lighter with a bit more haze into it. Um. This one is, I believe it's a West, is this a West Coast IPA, I believe? I believe it is. Um, yeah, that's what they reference. So. Fair, which, yeah. I, I mean, we're going to have a, a future IPA episode, and we'll probably get more into specifics, but, like, generally speaking, like, West Coast IPAs tend to be, like, drier, kind of more, like, piney, less sweet. At least that's my understanding. I'm mm. not an expert, uh, but um, it's got a fairly decent head. Like, I've got a, probably a good, like, half yeah. an inch to an inch just kind of sitting there. Um, very, very sweet. The smell of it's very sweet, but it's very dry. Um not overly sweet like there's like kind of an initial sweetness palette on your tongue and that kind of dissipates to more of a as you would expect with a with a west coast ipa very much of a dryness and i'm i first personally i really enjoy uh west coast ipas and i enjoy that kind of more bitter more dry uh kind of a harshness it doesn't to it. have a bad aftertaste either like typically nope. like, i find like the taste with an ipa like lingers too long yeah that like hoppy taste just kind of like stays in your mouth yeah, like in the yeah. back of your molars but we're gonna get into it more with the ipa episode but like ipas like beers tend to have like different trends like i, I think ipas really had their moment like probably like five years ago like there was like a big ipa boom and you know people there's still people who are really strong into ipa and some that are less so and in recent years we've seen kind of like sours emerge and like personally like, i've always i i kind of used to be really into ipas and i got out of them but now in the last few months i've like kind of gotten back into drinking more ipas i just think it's a very uh, pleasant beer definitely nice. i was going to actually mention this is like a six percent abv it doesn't taste like it though which is yeah, yeah. Well, that can be deceptive yeah i feel like this could come up come and uh, bite you after you've had a couple in the it summer. actually says strong beer right on it yeah. so you know what that means does it came barley though? I, I <laughs> <laughs> doesn't every Canadian beer say that if it does? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that's it on Molson here. Yeah, that's a Molson thing. I didn't so what see do you guys? What do you think you'd rate this? Like, I, I don't want to. Honestly, like, hey, still need more time. I just think I no, I've no, got no. my score in the bag here. I, I, I can kick it off Give her Steve, kick her off. You know, I I, I I'm getting the bitterness. The the, the 69 in there is is definitely you know nice. as advertised. <laughs> um, uh i'm getting more grapefruit than the cold than the pineapple make out though that's hmm. yeah like a bitter interesting i've got a lot of bitterness a lot of bitter grapefruit uh kind of like overripe in there more than the pineapple um yeah i'm gonna go with a seven and a half on this one i think it's it's definitely not as pleasant as that uh east There's calgary no lager one was and you know, I, I do like high IBUs. I love IPAs. Um, really? Yeah. But oh, this oh. one's it's got the, the, the aftertaste bitterness for me is a little bit unappealing, I gotta say. Mm -hmm. Tom, what are you thinking? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was actually like pretty surprised by this. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this an eight as well. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give it an eight point five because I was like thoroughly impressed by this for an IPA, and I don't like IPAs, but like the citrus with it really got me going. Like this would be a really nice beer to have, even on like a hotter day. Like I think that you could enjoy this for like a thicker beer, and I think it would also pair very well for like even dinner or movie night if you want. This would be great. I think this is like a good evening beer. Um, Kate, no, that's good. John, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I like this beer. I, I love my IPAs, and I just want to quickly do an aside. Um, I got to say, like, I like IPAs, but I tend to just be like an IPA lover. Like, I'm not really good at at sniffing out a lot of the really good one? detailed characteristics with a lot yeah. of different IPAs. I, I got to say, like, I used to work at a company that we used to have a beer beer on tap at all times. Like, we had a guy who were, I worked with. I'll just say his name, Kevin. He would bring in um, Shout like, out to kegs Kevin. and stuff, and, like, we had a whole setup. So we had, like, a, a computer screen with, like, a whole list of the beers with, like, details, IPU, IBU, ABV regularly stocked so you could just go to the cafe and grab beer uh, it was really hard sometimes to not like crush beer all day but every friday i would like go up and fill up and and crush one and like i talked to him about beer because like he loves beer he's actually like a beer um, judge so he actually travels to the u.s and i, I talked what? to him i was on a softball team with him and he was like yeah i'm gonna be out for a game i have to go to the u.s and like go to a beer competition and judge it. and he's like really good at like uh talking about and um and, and communicating a lot about specific beer so i'm like as i'm talking about this right now i'm like maybe i'll have to like touch base with him on linkedin and like yeah like, my beer <laughs> this seems like the kind of guy to, uh, you want on here yeah he's really he knows a lot about ipas and, and then personally like, he's into nipas but i'm, I'm really into uh, like west coast the style. i love the taste of this beer um but i'm pretty dumb when it comes to like talking about a lot of the specifics like i, I get a lot of like roasted pineapple in the sense but as as Steve said, not so much a flavor profile. It's kind of more like a bitter grapefruitness, very citrusy, um, but very dry. I'll give it an eight. I think it's just really solid. A little bit over like a typical like average eight, eight IPA. Like this is probably like a slightly higher tier. I don't think it's really like doing things that are too like super like I wouldn't put this like in the top god tier IPA, but it's quite good. So I'm gonna go a little bit. Um off brand with you guys here but um, i'm gonna give this a 6.5 <laughs> i just don't oh, like wow. i don't really enjoy ipas That's fine. but i, I yeah, yeah. and i will say the only reason that like i'm being so critical of this is i just find like there was no taste at first and now i just have this like bitterness that's just not leaving my mouth no, right fair. now um so 6.5 for me and then I, I, in terms of yeah. likely to recommend i'm gonna give it a seven i feel like it's a run-of-the-mill ipa so like I wouldn't feel bad telling someone, hey, if you like IPAs and we're at this bar, you should try it because there's only one, and I, yeah. I don't think it's a risk. So I'm gonna give that a seven. I think it's really good that we have like a good mix of flavor profiles and taste because like not everyone is like you know like as we said before in a previous episode, me and Tom and and uh, Steve as well like we like stouts. Like I I'm pretty like beer agnostic. I love like all beers. Like I'm pretty open minded to a lot of different beers and, and stuff such like that. But some people have more particular tastes, and in in your our audience out there, you might have your own. Uh, particular taste as well too so i think it's good that we have a, a pretty wide swath of of interests and kind of flavor profiles yeah i like i as you were saying john like i don't really like these ipas per se but like i feel like this one with like the citrus flavor to it really like complements it and i think maybe some people that like ipas might not like that but if you don't like ipas i think this is like a great kind of like entry point in, in some sense 
I want to give it a seven for recommendation because I think like people should try this in a sense, but you might not like it. Might not be your and your yeah. Profile. If you're not into the West Coast style, you might not be into it. This yeah, is very much the West Coast why, here. That's the only reason why I give it a seven. But I, I enjoyed this. Like I'd, I'd almost have another. I still would probably crush another the East Calgary Lager before this. But yeah, this is this is not bad. Like I'm surprised, considering from a, coming from a guy that doesn't like fucking IPAs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh man. Um, okay. So sorry, Cold Garden. I gotta be a bit brutal. I do like IPAs. Um, but I think this is a very specific uh, taste for people that they, you know, it's going to be a high, I, people have to like IPAs with a high IBU, a lot of aftertaste. Um, could I drink this all afternoon? Absolutely not. Um, I'm going to be brutal. I'm going to go with a six on a likely to recommend and likely to like redrinkability. It's, it's not my favorite IPA. Okay. So that's six. I get it. Yeah, okay, for my score for recommendation, um, I'm I'm actually gonna kind of go half and half. Like I I think what Steve brought up is really good because like um, um, again we can kind of approach this category like the the beer itself like is it good like do we like it would we recommend it but we also got to think about the exterior audience like we might be considering like friends or family or or you know random people who are really into specific types of beer or just when it comes to the craft scene like the micro versus macro breweries they might have like different taste palettes. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I think this is a really great beer. It's very solid, um, slightly above average. Um, But that being said, on the scale of like likely recommend, um, if I was going to recommend this beer to someone, I I think I would, but I would also probably be like, you know, like IPAs tend to be like kind of a beer that some people aren't as into and can be hard to kind of get jump into. And this is very much in the the West IPA side. And like, I live out, out East and then we, we tend to get more like Eastern IPAs and hazy IPAs and, and NEPAs and new England IPAs and stuff like that. So um, I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. I do like it. I, I do hope my, you know, me drinking this beer, I hope to go visit um, cold garden someday. I hope it's uh, not, you know, not once in a lifetime that I'm drinking this beer. Um, I hope I get a chance yeah, to drink it again. I can't fun. wait for us. Hockey to head reference for the, for the Domestic parts only Calgary live. We're yeah, gonna take I one of those wait. unplugged. Yeah, we're gonna take one of those pedal pubs. We'll just be drinking beers, driving yeah, around. We got, yeah, we got DPO after dark. We got DPO. We're gonna get DPO content out there. So, so what you're saying is we got to increase these scores. That cool garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not gonna be allowed back. Yeah. That, uh... Um. So I'm gonna like I in the interest of time and just the fact that I think just based on how low I scored it on taste, no modifier for me. I um, I think it's a drinkable IPA, but it's not a leg out of this world IPA. I'm going to second with you, Alex. I'm not going to give it the IPA. I think I scored pretty fairly coming from, again, like I said, like I don't like IPAs that much, but this really shocked me. So I think I pretty much kind of bumped it up already enough. So I don't think it deserves the modifier. I'm, I'm going to give it a modifier. Like I, I think it's, I, what, is this the best West Coast IPA? Maybe not, but I think it's quite good. And I think it, it it's, it's fairly standard. And I think like, if you do like, like hazy IPAs, if you like kind of like fruity floral styles that are more in like the East coast IPAs, this might be a way to kind of bridge you over to the West coast. Like, but for an average kind of generalized audience, 
overall, it, it, it might not be the type of beer you want to consume, but I, I think it does it pretty well. I'm going to give it a, a modifier, mainly because I think like my recommendation score was a li little bit lower on the consideration of the beer itself and how it would be recommended to an exterior audience. So I'll give it a, a modifier. Yeah, huh. and, and you know, analytics department, I'm not giving it a modifier either. If this was an IPA episode, then then, then maybe just because it's got a really fun uh, IBU taste profile, but from a cold garden, is this is this something extraordinary for a cold garden? I know cold garden's got all sorts of better, yeah. better ones. I'm going to save that modifier for, for some other product. Nice. No, I, I think honestly, like we, uh, we vastly like, viewed this beer like we, we viewed it quite differently um but we had similar overall scores um so it's it is it'll be fascinating to kind of look at this at the end and see kind of where we landed because i think we just all value different parts of this beer so um yeah moving into our last beer um this one is uh it is definitely a fan favorite at cold garden this is something that i typically get when i'm there um, it is the Cake Face Lager. Um, so the Cake Face is a 25 IBU, 5.1% um, ABV, um, is known as a Marzen style lager. Um, it's brewed with real vanilla beans. The beer has a pronounced multi-sweet uh, base teeter-tottering with a touch of floral and noble hops. Um, the multi base goes on to perform a clown ballet, as they describe it, with the vanilla beans resulting in a flavor reminiscent of a birthday cake. So it does have that like very vanilla forward kind of like velvety taste. Interesting. Ooh, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to taste this. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Me too. And they I've basically been staring just... at. Sorry, go on. Alex. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. No, I was pretty much been staring at this in my fridge. I'm like, I wonder what the fuck this tastes like. And I kind of <laughs> want to try it now. Yeah. And um, honestly, like, I guess the, the last thing that they say about it is, is an extended lagering process makes this a light drinking session and or dessert beer. Um, and there's a disclaimer that no, uh, no clowns were harmed in the brewing of Cake Face. <laughs> That's um, pretty good. This, this beer really is a fan favorite. Yeah, it's got a 3.6 on Untapped and a 4.2 on Beer Advocate. But um, let's get into the, uh, the can here. Oh, right I just want to touch on this. I kind of, I really like the logo that they put on it. It's like a guy that literally has like a cake head, and you can see his face that kind of plays on the wordplay of the logo. Name. Yeah, it's got like a but he's got like a like a, an actual candle that's lit on there. It kind of is reminiscent of Donald. I was Trump. just gonna say, who else would have got Donald Trump in this? That's what I saw looking like. The humanoid cake like wedge with a yeah. man face he's very smug looking very professional he has a bow tie and he's got like birthday cake kind of like features around right, he, what you do you mean donald trump yeah 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 no, no, <laughs> well, <laughs> for those of you watching go on our social media pages particularly instagram we're going to be and, and twitter as well we're going to be posting pictures of these beer cans and you're going to actually be able to see uh what these look like and actually like you'll you'll, you'll see what we're talking about when it comes to these uh these pictures yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna lie uh, that means it's gonna be a bigly beer yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'd actually get this like tattooed on me, like this face. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up cold garden. If you want some endorsement and advertisement on a human body, hit me up. Yeah, this would make a good tattoo, honestly. Oh, Straight up, I would get this on me. This yeah, is, like, even yeah. for fun play, this is awesome. I don't have any tattoos. I'm like considering getting one. I like tattoos. I'm like, maybe I'll get a cake face tattooed on John, me. you should like go back to Ventura. Ventura? No, it's Sacred Ink now. 
in Barhaven. Oh, I see. yeah. Because see, of a certain scandal that happened. We're gonna. I don't know what you mean by that. We're gonna have to. Oh no, we'll say that for after dark. Yeah, DPO after dark. Your audiences aren't privy to that, but we'll uh, we'll get into that. So I don't know if you guys noticed, but what they what the average what they put on the website, which is kind of what what Alex was looking at, and what's on the can are are slightly different and with some fun fun differences. Like they're they're talking about. Ideal for a patio, an apre dinner, or a bouncy castle. And the, the, the ingredients include laughter. So is that an ingredient? Yes. Does clown make this beer? Is this the Joker beer? I need to know. So I'm like I'm imagining that there was something that happened inside the Coal Garden Brewery here that led to the invention of this beer that I really want the backstory of at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's worth getting the backstory. Um, I just said go into detail on what a Mars and Lager is as well, too. Um, it, it's essentially like titled that from being um, uh, brewed in March, more hops, um, slightly higher alcohol content. And um, Marzen was basically like they, they brewed the beer longer and then um, okay. the beer was like forbidden um, for brewing from the 24th of April to the 28th of December for some reason but uh, it was often kept in cellars till late summer and other mm. bottles were, were served at uh, Oktoberfest. So. My understanding is Marzen is German for March, is that correct? I, I, I believe. Marzen? Yeah, and they Could tend to have like, more of like a biscuity kind of yeah Ooh, so that's hence the cake face so i'm like oh i'm kind of like yeah like and a, it does have just like that higher alcohol content from just a like a longer brewing process yeah, but I, um, I, admittedly this one's kind of a lower it's like a 5.18 abv so this is actually by alcohol by volume this is the lowest one by 0.1 percent uh relative I've, to I've, I've got the most perfect label peel in the world going <laughs> like, i have literally stripped the can to the point where it's a naked it looks like, like a, a good craft, like home craft beer. You got a good. My, my obsession continues. I'm so not going to lie, Steve. Sorry, I just want to touch on this real quickly. But the, and back in my youth, if you could peel the label perfectly off, that was known as a sex ticket you could cash in. Oh, man. What's that good for here? Let's yeah, just... my, my understanding of sex is that, you know, people really like to receive a full beer label, and that means they're really willing to. <laughs> that's that's impressive. This is, that works, this, right? is what, this is what I was told when I was like 14, 15 years old. <laughs> that again. And you're I like a 14 year old boy, like golden. Perfect. Like, I, man, like there I wasn't a hint of glue or anything left on there when I feel that. I just came it off. But no, I remember, I that's going to be a total score, right? Yeah, some craft beers are like integrated within the can, and some are like just like a sticker on top. This, so, all, so all do, I, do, I, do I make that a, a plus or a minus on the can, guys? Like, I, that's... I feel like it's a plus. Okay. Yeah, uh, you could put it on like a. I'm scoring this can in I just I think the cake as a face is brilliant. What do you guys think? Sorry, I just want to touch back on our previous conversation, but oh, I literally kept a beer label in my wallet for like a year because of that. <laughs> what thing. beer label was it? It was a Budweiser one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like it's just like a craft one now. It's just Budweiser. but anyhow, I want to kick off my score to to move on here. I'm going to give it an eight point five as well. I think this is a great can, even though all like these cans share like a similar format. I really like it. I think it's really simplistic, but it's so efficient, as I keep saying. But I think like this one with the guy has a cave. I think they're a little bit more creative. 
That, that so is, I, they actually have two cake. Like they're the four ingredients. Two of them are cake out of four. Yeah, so. that's well, no, but one's pink and one's no. red, Alex. No, sorry, I missed that. <laughs> I'm blind. just fucking. I'm just fucking with you. But anyhow, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I want to give it an eight point five because I think this is really cool. I I like how their format and they keep with it. And I think um, sometimes less is more. That's great. I agree. John, what are you thinking? So, like, honestly, like, again, Cold Garden, they have very, like, equal presentation-wise for their cans. Um, I, I didn't really want to, like, give one, like, a 10, and, like, because I knew, like, they were going to be very similar, but with some differences, mainly with kind of, like, that, that cross-symbolized flavor profile, the description, the art style on the uh, the logo, the front-facing kind of icon on the can. Um, I am going to agree with Alex. I'm giving it a nine. I, for one, I didn't realize the cakes were different. I thought it was the same cake. And I was like, how funny is that they have the same cake and gone two flavor profiles. I love the cake face on it. Again, our audience, you're listening, go on our social media. We're going to be posting pictures of the can and the can art. So you'll know what we're talking about. I think it's just a really, out of all the cans we've looked at today, I love this one the most on this art style with the cake face. It's so fucking funny. I'm going to give it a nine. It's really cool. Steve, okay, so I'm, I'm going to violate my rule because I'm, I'm on record as hating labeled cans, but <laughs> my ability to peel this thing on and off and to put it on upside down and backwards, I feel like I could go up to the bar and demand a free beer because this was like mislabeled <laughs> or something like that and, or some <laughs> sort of bullshit. So I'm, I'm going to give it an eight and a half just for the fun factor that I've been having during this whole discussion <laughs> playing with this label. <laughs> It's almost which like is which, which is in attack. in keeping with the theme of the can, which mm-hmm. includes laughter as an ingredient. Mm-hmm. I always kind of think that's like Bob and Doug McKenzie when the, and like in the movie. I was like, I hey, was going to mention this, bro? but I didn't know if that if that would be an appropriate reference or not. So oh, remember you put, like, you put the mouse in the we're bottom. rated R. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's like right, hey, so we found I'm, out we I, got. Sorry, go on, Alex. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm really amped to try this. <laughs> oh, this is, I'm still. Yeah. Like, Did I count down? I think I'm the only one who hasn't counted down. Yeah. All John right, all right. We're going to count down, folks. Shout out to our ASMR community. ASMR folks, get ready. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Crack them. Whoa. That was super good, guys. All right. Good smell. Good smell to it. There you were. It doesn't have an overly cake smell. Yeah. It doesn't have. Let's see how it pours. It is a lager, I think so. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, it's kind of dark. It is a dark lager. A Marzen is a darker lager. I um, sniffed too hard. And I got beer in my nose. Oops. <laughs> but um, yeah, like my my wife doesn't even like beer, and she drinks this when we go to cold. Really? Like, actually, yeah. Wow. Like, and 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 you know what? We need to note that while while that ASMR uh, was going on, Tom was also able to do a complete label peel. Oh. So he now not only has one but two in he his literally has a total label on his face. In exchange. He looks like oh, Bane. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I inhaled beer in my nostril, and I can smell the kind of like cakey biscuity. This smell. is a delicious it's in my nostril beer. right now. Yes, I'm gonna I haven't say tasted it yet. I'm just smelling beer in my yeah. right now. I have to say it does smell pretty biscuity. Yeah, it's got a very strong biscuit smell. I'm getting crispy cream donut. Yeah. Ooh, like oh, crispy cream. Wow, very good. Yep. Very tasty. Crispy cream donut. That's what this is like a alcoholic crispy cream donut. Um I would fun say fact about Chris, sorry. I want to no, say ahead, fun fact ahead. about crispy cream. If you go to one of the stores on your birthday, you get a free donut. 
Mm, All right on. I'm a Dunkin' guy. I have to say, Dunkin' has better coffee. Do you know what's nice about Dunkin'? Instead of uh, in Dunkin', instead of Timbits, they have Munchkins. (laughs) Sorry, John. Go on. I cut you off. I was going to say, color-wise, it it does sort of look like the um, the prior um, lager we had. However, it is a little bit even darker than that. It's more of like a kind of an. It's getting to the point of like almost being brown, like orangey brown. Um, yeah, I want to say an orange. Fairly opaque, like a bit of translucency, but like if I'm putting my hand in front of it right now, like I can't even barely see it. Um, it's John, it's like decent. as hazy as that IPA was, but just a yeah. more coppery color. Yeah, exactly. And the head on it, it's got a good like, inch head that's, mm-hmm. that's staying. I, I noticed the head actually has a little bit of like a yellowish tint to it. I don't know if there's something in the flavoring. Mine disappeared. Like a yeah, yours is gone. Oh, mine, mine is there, but it, it's not like a normal like white head. Like it's got kind of like a little slight kind of yellow tint. So maybe there's something in the flavor profile that's like giving it kind of a different color. I don't know, but it looks quite nice. And it's it gives it a bit of a uniqueness to it um, that you wouldn't really see with a regular. It's phenomenal. Like I get that like, kind of like sugary good taste. Like like a Safeway donut too. Like I don't have Krispy Kreme often, but I have Safeway donuts and it tastes like that too. It's kind of like that, like- um, I, You could dunk like a donut in this and probably eat it and you'd be like, it pairs well. Like I was at a, just yeah. side, I was at an LCBO coming in one time and like sometimes like they'll have like little people with booths like for tasting and they had, um, oh my goodness, what's the, the, the beer called? Um, um, Hobgoblin from from Britain. Oh my! Shout God. out to our UK audience. And they had carrot cake. And like, do you want to try this with carrot cake? I was like, sure. And I had carrot cake, and I had some Hobgoblin. I'm like, holy, like holy shit! Like it, it pairs well. Like it like matched the flavor in my mouth. I was like, I was no. like, at the end of 2001, a space odyssey. I was like seeing shapes and colors everywhere. I was like, oh, this is so good. Um, this, this very is... much tastes like that. It's a cake. It yeah, it's very cakey. This is exactly what I imagine a cake beer should taste like. And as an aside. Steve and I tried this cake beer from Edmonton a couple of weeks ago in that weird mix oh, pack. Oh, and it, I, it went down the drain. It didn't yeah, taste it, like it. It, it, was, it, was it was a terrible, terrible beer. Like, this is exactly... Oh. Like, it sounds like they just put in, this like, is... flavor on top of the beer, which I think, like, yeah. can be hit They put in, sometimes. like, cake flavor drops, and this, yeah, this that feels was, like... Yeah. It was one of the few yeah. beers I've ever put in the drain. Yeah, it was not good. This one feels it's like, like a putting gloss. In, this one feels like they're putting the flavor profiles of a cake on top of a beer that already kind of matches, like, the, the mouthfeel of a cake. I don't know. Like, a lager really kind of, with these flavors, it, it tastes like you're putting cake in your mouth. It, it feels very good. I would almost expect it to be more creamy than it is. Just and it, it's I, and, it, and it's in totally uh, it's entirely because of a mental thing. Yeah. Because of what you just mentioned, John. Like, there's no reason it should be a cream beer, and yet it feels like it should be just because of the smell and the taste. Like, it feels like it should be like a a glazed Dunkin' like a Krispy mm-hmm. Kreme donut. Like, I get a lot of vanilla when I'm when I'm drinking this. Yeah, it's, I like the yeah. vanilla. I get like a hint of the vanilla though. It's not overpowering. And I kind of get like that, like light, like vanilla frosting, if you will. Like when when you go to like get like Costco, Kate, or at the grocery store and like they have that, like it's like exactly like that, but it's not Mm -hmm. overpowering. It's very subtle, but it tastes good. I don't know if you guys want to I literally don't know how to rate this from a taste, smell, feel, because it's just such a unique, it's hard to like this is this is like a standalone oh. beer I think like I can't oh. think of anything that to put it beside but I don't know in terms of just a personal preference and the fact that like they're able to have this sweet tasting beer that's still pretty highly carbonated slightly more than five percent um, is a dark beer and I don't usually go for that um, I'm giving it an eight point five I think it's a, I think it's a solid beer. 
Um, and I, I'll get into the recommendation part after, but um, I think this is like, I'm, I think 8.5 could be a low score for me, but I, I think it's, it's worthy of, of that right now in my mind. Nice. I'm going to give it an eight, Alex. I'm not going to lie. I think this is a, like, this is a unique beer. And I think it's pretty tasty. And I, but then again, like I always said, like just because you're unique doesn't mean you're good, but this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I think this is a, like, again, like reiterating that this is kind of like a beer on its own and how yeah. it tastes. Like it's very, it's good. I'd recommend it even, but I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I'm going to give it a 9.5. Um, I'm trying Ooh. to also think in terms of like the beers I've had, like I gave the Porter, like I think a 10, like, yeah, I'm more partial to like Porters and Stouts over lagers, but lagers are wow. pretty close to that tier. Like I'm, I'm very partial to lagers. Um, when I, when I'm thinking of like, you know, taste and mouthfeel, this is giving me taste profiles that I, I don't normally have even in the craft scene. Cause like a lot of craft lagers aren't going for like a cake flavor and, and like, um, a, a Mars and lager style. Um, really unique flavor profile even amongst some of the ones i've had here in ottawa like i haven't had like a lager in ottawa that tastes like this and it's really really interesting um profile and i like how it's not like it doesn't taste like they just added like cake flavor on top of like a a standard lager like it tastes like they added a lot of like accompanying flavors like vanilla kind of like a toffee coffee crispy kind of like um vanilla cake yeah, like they've added like vanilla, toffee, coffee. They add a lot of like flavor profiles that you get with like a full body like vanilla cake. And I like that a lot and it's quite tasty, quite good. Um, you know, like you get, I drink this blind and I'm like, is this even a lager? Like it, it, it's very surprising. And that being said, it's quite light. So you could like drink a bunch of this and, and really enjoy it. It's the latest. I think it's either the latest beer or the second latest. No, 5.1 ABV. That's the latest because Cal- East Calgary Lager was 5.2. And at mm-hmm. 25 IBU, it's the latest. So there we go. Um, yeah, nine point five, great beer, lovely, very tasty, very surprised. Man, John, like you and I are like in sync today because like, <laughs> so if I if I'm going from a beer perspective, like this is so different, so unique. I don't even know how to rate this, and and you guys have you know you've been doing a lot, number of episodes here, so you've got some feel for how things go. But from a complexity of taste profile perspective, yeah. I've got to go with a nine. Yeah, that's that's great. There there is a lot going on here. Uh, the vanilla, the, you know, the, the, the fact that it's kind of screwing with your mind that you expect a smell, you expect a creaminess, you expect a texture when you taste it and it's, it's not there. And yet the tastes are overpowering. Um, it, it's a very complex, I think you could analyze to death what's going on here. So I think it deserves a high score on that. Yeah. I mean, like if you were to get a cake beer at a bar, I wouldn't envision it pours out this color at all yeah like it, it pours out like a, like almost like an amber at this point like a very almost like a, amber. like a like a dark ale yeah exactly and like there's other beers that we'll get into later and i think this is part of like a, a domestic pints only calgary tour but there's one bar um it's called inner city brewing and they actually infuse their beer like in the tap line and they do some wacky things like they throw in like sour patch kids and like the basically anything like really sugary in terms of candy, like Coke bottles. Um, Ooh. And that that hits different in a beer, but this is like manufactured into the beer, which I think is worthy of like the scores that we gave it. Like it's um, it's brewed into it. Yeah. So I'm likely to recommend I'm giving this uh, like a nine. I think if I went to like every time I have a friend that comes into Calgary, 
And they're like, where should we go? I'm like, you should go to Cold Garden or we'll go to Cold Garden. Like I had a friend that was driving across Canada in the summer, um, like during COVID because you couldn't fly anywhere. They, they went on a road trip to see family in BC. And like, we went out to Cold Garden for a night. They, everyone loved the unique atmosphere of that. But I do think like, someone would look at that and be like a cake beer. I'd, I'd be like, yes, 100% order it. You will not regret it. So I, I give it a nine. Ooh. Wow. I'm going to give it, um, like I'd recommend this to somebody like this is like its own element in one sense. And I think like people should really experience the cool garden brewery experience, like going inside. Cause I remember like when I went into it, I was like really surprised. I didn't know what to expect kind of, but Alex kept saying like, we got to go, we got to go. So he dragged me there and I was like super like, impressed by how like the outlay and the scenic was about this and like this whole beer itself like really kind of coincides with that i want to give it an 8.5 for recommendation okay cool okay john you and i have been together all all episode here who's well, I'm going to go in a pretty stark direction and, uh, and the one that I believe in, um, you know, again, as I mentioned, I look at it two ways. I'm looking at the quality of the beer itself, the uniqueness, the flavor profile, how much I enjoy it. And I look at like an exterior audience of varying different profiles, like someone who's really into the craft beer scene, someone who's like a noob who doesn't know anything about craft beer. And I might be very particular to certain tastes. I mean, admittedly, this beer I was quite fond of. I gave it a 9.5 taste. I love the taste of it. I think it's a pretty crushable lager. It's quite light, but it also incorporates a lot of interesting flavors together to give it that cake taste that would really make it approachable. And I think like if you're an average person, you're probably into like cake and I think you'd like that. And I think you would want a beer that's Whoever not Whoever hates gonna, cake, like we have another conversation. You're not going to, you're not going to want to consume a beer <laughs> that's going to be too heavy and too unique in this flavor profile. This beer like is a familiar taste and a comfortable taste. I'm going to give it a 10. I think this is just a really Ooh. great beer. Ooh. Whoa. If, I, if I had to recommend a beer to someone, I would say like, you know, this is a beer that you could consume to the average person and you'll probably like it and you'll probably think it's really good. And I think just for the beer itself alone, it's it's deserving of it because it's a very good beer. And out of all the beers we've had so far from this brewery, you know, outside of that cappuccino porter, that was a really great one. I don't know if it compares the same way and maybe Still I gave the it the same score, but I mm -hmm. think I would recommend it. I mean, that episode we gave it, we, we followed the, the five C's. If I had the likely to recommend, I probably would have gave it the same score. Um, I just think it's, it's it's deserving of it. When I'm thinking of beers to recommend, one of the other things I forgot to mention, kind of like a point C or a point three, I also think of like, if I had to just like gun to my head, like think of a really creative, unique beer. I would think of like, if I just wrote some notes down, like here in Ottawa, like uh, Waller Street Brewery, like the White Stout, you have to get the White Stout. It's the premier White Stout in, in Ottawa and in the Valley East of Ontario. Uh, tooth and Nail. Pilsner, the best Pilsner in Ontario. Um, I love it. The fruit beer there is also a personal favorite. Um, White Water, the peanut butter stout. Where else makes really good peanut butter stouts other than, as oh, Tom mentioned, gets a brewery. Yeah, and Tom has it. Yeah, peanut butter stout. Um, if I had yeah. a gun to my head, I might mention this one because this is a fucking fantastic lager. Wow, what a creative, what a nice surprise. One of the best beers I've had on this podcast so far as of episode 12 and one of the best craft beers I've had. I'm really excited to have more craft beers because there's so many unique different flavor profiles. I saw an ad today for like a Nanaimo bar, like stout or something like that. Or maybe it was one of you showed me it. I was really excited to like, I'm like, wow, there's so many. Yeah, creative. I'm pretty sure that was me. That's it's, on the list. Yeah, there's so many creative, interesting beers out there. And like this one is so cool. <laughs> and honestly, out of all the beers we had so far on this podcast, this is like probably my top five, one of my favorites. Love it. 
definitely recommend a 10. Perfect 10. Nice. Wow. Steve. Oh man, guys, what do I say here? <laughs> um, nice. I, I would have difficult. I, I enjoy the, the experience. Like it is, yeah. it is exactly as advertised. Could I finish the pint? No, nope. probably not. Oh, wow. I think it would be hard. I would, I, I, I would enjoy the sips. I would enjoy having, you know, you know, a few hundred mils of it. I, I'm, I think I would have a difficult time finishing the pint. Yeah. Would I recommend it to someone to try as a beer connoisseur? Sure. Yeah. Would I want to share a can with someone? Absolutely. Could I drink this all afternoon? No damn way. No, I get that. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's just too much. It's, it's, fun to try but from the if i'm going by the criteria that was outlined at the beginning of the podcast the, the system works then i have to give it a five okay what <laughs> wow okay oh. no that's fair hey, hey, but, hey, hey, hey. If, but if, if i may opinion. continue if i may yes, continue sir? i am going to give it the modifier okay that you see there we go because of its uniqueness perfect I'm going to give it the modifier as well. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Times thrice. I am going to give it the modifier, I believe, by our score. I think this might be one of the highest scores I've given, if not the highest in the podcast. I do want to say, though, our domestic episodes, we tend to also have different criteria, like nostalgia, so that affects, you know, comparatively, the scores are the same. Um, I do shout out to Pilsner PBR. I love you guys. You're, You're great. I love you guys. But Crafting wise, we, we're, we're trying to mix it up a little bit. We're trying to find a scoring theme that is that can be kind of comparatively equal, but not the same. Um, wow, what a surprise! Really love this beer. Um, really impressive. I'm very much a stan. I'm an Ottawa stan. I like advocate for Ottawa beers. I'm if you talk to me, I'm like Ottawa breweries. We punch above our weight. We compare better than a lot of other cities comparatively. I will say Toronto in recent years has been kind of coming up there, but for most of the last decade or so. Otto has been punching way above her weight. Um, but this beer was quite a great surprise. Really loved it. Definitely recommend. You got to drink this beer. If you go to Calgary, go to Cold Garden, have this beer. You'd love it. Nice. Definitely. Well, I, I think, um... Oh, for sure. I mean, to try it, absolutely. And I don't I want Cold Garden to be mad at me because... Oh, <laughs> because you like to go there. I love to go there. I love the place. <laughs> like, I love to try their Cold stuff. <laughs> and they've got so many great beers. And, and, you know, for the price... Okay. So, as Alex mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's five bucks a pint. Would I pour this for $5 just for the experience? Yes. Yes. For the experience alone, would I recommend it for the drinkability, the repeatability by the criteria that was outlined by the analytics department of domestic clients only? Mm -hmm. That's why my score is where it is. Excellent. So let's get into the final scores here. Hell yeah. Analytics department. department. Analytics. Yeah. Um, so the East Calgary Lager, John, you came in at an 8.2. Okay. Tom, you came in at a 7.8. I came in at a 7.8, and Steve came in at an 8.2. So, yeah, no, so John and Steve, Alex and Tom were on very similar wavelengths. Sounds right. And yeah, that gives 8.2 us squad. Point, that's an 8.0 flat. That's Ooh, a good okay. I, I the system that. works. That's a good lager. Yeah, I think that's like really yeah. great. It's a solid lager. So um, on this must be the IPA, John, 7.8, Tom, 7.8, uh, 
I came in at a 7.3 and Steve came in at a 7.2. That gives us a 7.5 overall, which I agree with. Uh, yeah, okay. I think like IPAs, we have like different tastes. That. I think it's a good yeah. IPA, but I'm not, you know, we have a, kind of a that. different profile. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. It'll be interesting to see when we get to our IPA episode if like, yeah, it's like six, then... six, nine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like nine, ten, zero. five, four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, analytics negative department five. introduces negative scoring. Um, yeah, so on on the cake face, um, John nine point seven. <laughs> I agree. That's it's yeah. a really fucking good beer. I I would you stand by that, John. I would give it a um, high nine at least. Yeah, yeah definitely. So John nine point seven, Tom eight point five, Alex 8. with a 5. nine, Steve with a seven point seven. Uh, overall, overall, 8. we came in at an eight point seven, and I think that's a strong score for a beer. Yeah, that's I think good. that's good, but granted, you give it a nine, so that's still you're a bit higher above the average score. So no, for sure, but I mean, coming in at an eight point seven, I think it it reflects the fact that we think it's a near nine beer overall. Yeah, that's, we that's, have to take account though. We we used to, we used different scoring criteria, you know, domestic. When we had our stouts and porters, we did like the five C's. When we did our domestics, we did nostalgia. Um, I think relative to the scoring criteria, it's good. And like as I said, I stand by my score. I think it's a great beer. It's one of the best craft beers I've had this episode. Drink it. Great beer. Love it. Yeah. I think so um, definitely try it out. I think out of, you know, comparing this to like the last beer we had previous episode, the, the cappuccino porter, um, those two beers could like fight like Godzilla versus like mech Godzilla style. Like they're really great. Oh man. Really good beers. Um, I really enjoy this. You know, for those of you listening, like for some of my friends and family and, and people out East, like you don't know cold garden, but if you ever go to Calgary, like go there and try it out because like uh, I was really enjoying totally this. Agree. Uh, the beers that we did have, like the IPA and the lager, the standard one, like the East Calgary lager, the, this must be the IPA, the the Talking Heads IPA. Um, they were really tasty, really good, solid lagers and IPAs. And, and I really enjoyed our previous episode. You know, shout out, listen to that previous episode, please, please, please. Um, really good beer, the cappuccino porter. And I really loved this cake face one, really unique flavors. And if you're going to travel and go to breweries, you want to like try something that's going to like, feel like knock you on your feet like wow never thought to have this you know you go to different cities you have like the average stout the average ipa the average whatever but when you have like a unique beer that like the team put together they put a lot of love and like creativity into it it really like makes you like appreciate it you're like wow like i tried something i never thought i'd have um there's a lot of love well, and i think you'd be knocked on it. your feet you, yeah you'd be knocked on your feet even going to that bar to be honest like it's just totally different so <laughs> But um, yeah. yeah, that being said, like we've kind of heard loud and clear already through some feedback from people that we've talked to, friends, family that are listening in is uh, we're going to bounce around. We're going to have regional spotlights. We want to make sure that the folks in oh, Ottawa, yeah. their, their breweries are represented. Same oh, thing yeah. with Edmonton, Calgary, and then also, oh, there's the dog. And then also, oh, uh, oh Bailey, painting um, a pretty significant role on what domestic beers are available to all of us. So looking forward to future episodes. Do you guys want to wind us down? Any, any, yeah, anything was, you want to say, Tom? I was just going to say, like, if you want to know what next week episode is, you're going to have to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us all on Domestic Appliance Only. Hell yeah. And that's that's where you're going to kind of get a little sneak preview. And then you could also, like, interact with us and, like, DM us on what you think about these beers. Or, like, hey, I want to try that. Or, hey, I think that fucking shit sucks. <laughs> Tell us. I don't care. Yeah, we're really we're real humans. We like actually respond to stuff. We're not like some. I mean, if you don't like the beer, there's a pretty good chance I don't either. So it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) 
as usual, as we always say, of course, you know, drink responsibly. We're we're know your limits. We're experienced. Yeah, know your limit, as Tom says. We're experienced beersmen. We can handle drinking. And today, I gotta say, we had like smaller cans, so it was like kind of a nice reprise. Some people out there, you know, I would say like we're going to try to put the episode and 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 stuff out there early in advance so that you get you can actually follow along. So if you're if you live at home with a partner, a loved one, or family, consider like sharing a beer with them, like splitting it, and, and just tasting the flavor profile and and seeing how you match up to us. Maybe you'll find a beer that you're like, ugh, never want to have this again, or you're gonna have a beer that you're like, wow, this is really unique, interesting. I'm really glad that they brought this up in the episode. Yeah. And I'm thanks, looking forward DPO. to having this again. Yeah, thanks, DPO. And if you think that way, please give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. And, and uh, fucking review. Yeah. Fucking review us. Yeah, please do. <laughs> and a big um, thanks to um, to Stout Turn Scientist Turn Sampler Steve. Sampler Steve. Back. Well, that's a good yes. thing. Like hey. Thank you for like joining that. us. Really appreciate that. No, hey, um, hey, thanks for having me back again. You're, you're our guys. first it's, guest. Uh, this you're is, this is a great, great experience. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're, you're a so qualified beersman. You're good in our books. I like this. This is good. You're a DPO. I don't know how to describe it. You're now part of the DPO canon. You're now part I'm of so our... special, <laughs> spe- two-time special guest star. This is, this is fantastic. Uh, First guest and second guest. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that being this said, if you want to be on, let us know. I guess you could say now you're an honorary member. Hell yeah. And as Tom always says, oh please drink responsibly. Please do. Like do not do yeah, do not operate any heavy equipment yeah. or any kind of motor vehicle. Yeah, don't don't what? drink it. Don't be a dumb dumb. You're gonna get like arrested yeah. in jail. Don't be like, a come on, dumb, don't hurt someone. Don't don't <laughs> just like if you're gonna drink, just stay at home and chill out and relax and drink. Walk and, Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. plenty of options. But um yeah. yeah, looking forward to next week. We're getting into new more exciting stuff by the day we've got a long list of things that are on tap um pun intended we want to mention uh, our next week episode to like build some intrigue for our um, audience who might be listening at home why don't we just say it out loud we're going to be reviewing uh ribbon seltzers is that correct pbr it's going to Yes. It's going to be Seltzer Sundays. Our first Seltzer, Seltzer Sunday. Sunday Probably PBR. going to be a recurring PBR thing, Seltzers. but we're going to be drinking the two PBR Seltzers. One is a, a blueberry flavored one, and one is another one. I can't recall. It's a, it's a citrus flavor. and citrus. Yes, it's going okay, to be great. Cool. And so these are, these are be... heavy seltzers. They're almost 7% uh, alcohol. Yeah, because a lot of seltzers tend to be later. Like, you know, you can just easily just throw them back. These mm-hmm. are like kind of like a heavier seltzer, which is a little bit different from... Uh, some of the standard seltzers you see out there. So it's a first of many, hopefully, seltzer Sundays. Mm-hmm. And uh, meaning we record them on Sunday. So they're gonna you're gonna hear them on Thursday. Like, well, seltzer Sunday <laughs> on a Thursday. Uh, but you can drink them on Sunday if you want. And we're it's gonna you're be fun. A long I'm, weekend, John. I'm mm-hmm. I, as you as if you've heard, you know, the real DP heads DPO heads know you've listened to a previous um episode where we talked about PBR. We're quite fond of PBR. We like the beer. We like the company. Love and, it. And uh, I'm really excited to try for the first time for myself the seltzers. So I'm I'm very excited for tomorrow. And you're gonna be listening to it next week. Nice. Thanks again guys. And, uh, yeah. yeah and as always stay classy. All right. Anything else to plug or are we done? Cut it, cut it. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Gear Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on her website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. 
And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pints, and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pints Only. And of course, our email is domesticpintsonly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding out, Kelsey.